0: With all the extensions Alex Anthopoulos has handed out to position players, there really isn't a ton of work for him to do this offseason, but there are some big holes to fill, particularly at shortstop and in left field. I'm going to take a stab at predicting the opening day roster for the Atlanta Braves in 2023, including who they will sign to fill those spots this offseason. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Locked on Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always I love hearing from the listeners. Make sure you follow us on or subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're watching this video, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. I want to remind you that we will continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. So continue to make Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Yesterday, we looked at the pitchers and predicted the opening day roster for the 13 pitchers the Braves will go with today we're going to turn our attention to the hitters where i think and hopefully there will be a little bit more activity this off season as i mentioned i think there's a couple of big holes that can really be filled in the lineup everything else is pretty much accounted for and you feel comfortable with but shortstop and left field and really kind of dh as well are some pretty big holes where the Braves have an opportunity to make some upgrades to the roster. So I'm going to go through the starting lineup in the first segment, and then we'll turn things over to the bench, and then I'll get to your comments in the final section. So you're watching with me live. Um, Let me know your thoughts, who you think the Braves will go out and sign this offseason. How do you predict the 13 position players for the opening day roster? I see Bravo's talking about that monster shot Ron Acuna hit. I'll talk about that in the third segment as well. But let's start out predicting the starting lineup for the Atlanta Braves and the position players and a catcher. It's Travis Darnot. He's coming back um, off his first all-star season that he's had in his now pretty long, uh, big league career played 107 games last year. That's not the most games he's played in a season, but it was the most played appearances and most at bats that's he, that he's had in his career. And really that, comes to the one big issue with Travis Darno throughout his entire career. And it's just his ability to stay on the field. And we've seen that now in a couple of years with the Braves, obviously you had the shortened, shortened 2020 season, but last year, I mean, healthy throughout year before that, not so much. So how much can you count on him being healthy next year, coming off again, the season where he's played the most and even with that, it was fortunate the Braves had William Contreras and they were able to split time. So do we see Contreras start to maybe take over the majority of the starts? so that's something more of a 50-50 split this year? I think that's something that'll be interesting to watch out for, but going into the season, Travis Darno will uh, most definitely be the Braves' number one catcher, and the Braves have another $8 million option on him for 2024, and I think You know, if he's somewhat as similar to what he did in 22 uh, as he is in 23, then I gotta think they pick up that option. I mean, that's not a lot of money. Whether he, even if he just becomes the backup, if William Contreras does ultimately take over the starting role and gets the majority of starts, even eight million for Travis Darno as a backup catcher in 2024 isn't terrible. So I think we could be seeing him around for the next two seasons unless just some significant injury knocks him out. At first base, again, another position locked up. Matt Olsen locked up for a long time with the Atlanta Braves. A solid year in 2022, but I think a lot of Braves fans would admit, I think Matt Olsen would admit, that not necessarily what we were all hoping for. Again, very good season, and I think he delivered, and I talked about this at season's end. He gave the Braves exactly what they traded for. A lot of power, a lot of run production, but I think there's another step, for him to take. And I think he takes that in 2023. And I think the shift going away will have a huge impact on his season next year. I'm actually going to do a much deeper dive in a later podcast. I believe either later this week or next week, uh, I want to do a deeper dive into Matt Olson going into 2023 and looking at how the shift could affect him and how I think he's going to have a big season at second base. We get the return of Ozzy Albies, a, A lost season for him in a lot of ways in 2022. Got off to a terrible start. Got injured. Came back for a game and a half. Got injured again. So really looking forward to seeing him back out there. But I will say, and Ozzy, everybody knows this about Ozzy. He brings you a lot of power, a lot of speed. Doesn't give you much on base. A 306 on base percentage over his last three seasons. Something Ozzy's really got to do a better job of. But looking forward to seeing his smiling face back on the field and in the clubhouse. He also needs to stay in the five, six, seven spot in the lineup. I just, I do not like him at the top, put him down in the middle of the order again, five through seven, let him drive in those runs, hit those extra, get those extra base hits that he will rack up. And I hope that's where Brian snicker leaves him. All right. At the short stop position, I got Dansby Swanson coming back. And to me, this is similar to the way I responded to Freddie Freeman last offseason when I faced this question all offseason. You know, I'm going to believe that Dansby Swanson is an Atlanta Brave until I see him sign somewhere else. I don't know how, but somehow Alex Anthopoulos is going to find a way to re-sign Dansby Swanson, and that could open up a lot more doors. Because as things stand now, if they sign Dansby Swanson, it was he's projected and predicted to get. You almost have to go into the luxury tax. And if you go into the luxury tax, then you might as well spend big and make other big moves. But for now, I'm going to say their one big signing this offseason is Dansby Swanson. They find a way to sign him 20, 22 million a year. I just, again, it's hard for me to believe and imagine that Alex will go more than that. If there's another team out there willing to give Dansby 25 million a year and you know, he really wants it and, and is okay not being an Atlanta Brave anymore, then I think he's gone. Um, but, you know, if he can, you know, take 20, 22 million a year, play in the city that I believe he loves where he wants to be, I think he'll come back and be a Brave. And it sounds like it's Dansby or bust for the Atlanta Braves. Just reading in between the lines, some of the comments I've seen from the front office and the coaching staff, particularly an article uh, with Ron Washington talking about, Von Grissom, who they're they're grooming just in case they don't sign Dansby back. That's the language that's being used. If we don't get Dansby, then we have Grissom as a fallback option. That kind of leads me to leave the, believe that the talk in the organization is it's Dansby or it's Grissom. Um, they're not going after any of the other big free agents out there. I don't really know who's available in trade. I mentioned Willie Adamas, but talking to somebody from the Brewers side, it doesn't really sound like they're they're going to be dealing him at least not at this time. So that's just the vibe I get. It's Dansby or it's Grissom at shortstop for the Braves, and I think it's going to be Dansby at third base. It's Austin Riley. Can he get to another level? Can he win an MVP? I said going into last off season, I think we may have seen the best of Austin Riley, and then he followed it up with a really good 2022, but can he take another step? Can he get to another level? And I think the best way to do that is to avoiding the late season slump. The last two years, he's just been terrible in the the September, October, um, really even in August this last year, he wasn't great. But in 95 games in September and October in his career, he's slashing 238, 306, 411. So, Whether or not he needs more days off throughout the year to stay fresh, whatever that may be, there needs to be some sort of adjustment so that he is consistently good throughout and doesn't start to taper off towards the end. Left field, another kind of big decision spot. I got Adam Duvall. Um, Again, I think there's one big move for the Braves, and I think that's Dansby. And then I think they go cheap in left field and try out a platoon because I don't think Eddie Rosario is going anywhere. Um, I don't think you can trade that deal, so I think they're going to live with Rosario and perhaps get a right handed platoon for him, and I think they go back to a familiar face and adam duval and look at least you know Duval's going to give you something good defensively. you know if nothing works out, you can at least have him as a bench player who comes in as a defensive replacement. You can probably get him on a one year deal for five to six million, and again there's that familiarity with him, so I think Adam Duval comes back in a kind of a platoon situation and left field and center field. You got Michael Harris for obviously a long time. How does he follow up on that rookie season is the offense that we saw last year. Is it legit? And look, I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not saying he won't be a great hitter. It's just, we haven't really didn't get to really see a lot of him at the minor league level to really even get a fair projection of what he's going to be. So did he just catch the league off guard last year? Um, Or is he just really going to be that, top of the lineup offensive type of talent um we'll have to see how he does how he follows up in his sophomore campaign and then ronald acuna watch out he continues uh as he continues to you know get healthy and he he continues to learn how to play on that surgically repaired knee and just deal with the the pain it's not going to be something that goes away it's just going to have to be something that he learns to trust and deal with and manage and play through and i think Obviously, a lot of growing pains with that in 2022. Hopefully, he comes out better for that in 2023. And I think he has a big season, and I think we see the power come back. So that's what I have for the position players. Come back, I want to talk about the DH and the bench, which I think has an opportunity to be a real weapon for the Atlanta Braves, depending on what they do this offseason. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Bet online is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed responsibly. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Depth is really key in a Major League Baseball season. 162. We saw it two years ago with the injury to the catcher position and how key it was. The Braves really didn't have good catcher depth, and that hurt them in a lot of ways. And we saw this past year with Ozzy Albies going down. And the Braves ended up having some solid depth at second base from Arcia and Grissom that really held their own there, at that second base spot. But still, you know, it was obviously a setback from not having Ozzie Albee. So having key pieces throughout the organization to step up when injuries occur or a player uh, slumps or regresses, very key for this Atlanta Braves team. Now at DH, I have Eddie Rosario there, but – I think it's going to be a combination of William Contreras, Eddie Rosario, depending on the handedness of the pitcher. I hope we see a good bit of William Contreras in there. I think the Braves are going to trade Manny Pena. I don't have him on the roster. I think they trade him and just go with Contreras and Darno. but I believe Contreras can be a catcher, and it's why I think they trade Manny Pena because I think William Contreras, what I saw from last year, I have faith that he can become an everyday catcher and get the bulk of starts. Um, So I, I firmly believe him in that. If the Braves don't and they want to transition him into becoming a DH, I think there's validity to that as well, because the bats always been there for him. And if that became his sole focus, I think he could become a really good DH, but I was so impressed with what I saw from him behind the plate defensively and calling games last year that I wouldn't give that up. Um, but I do think the Braves trade Manny Pena. I think they go with William Contreras you know, as the backup catcher, and I think there'll be games where we see him as the DH. Otherwise, I think it kind of becomes a platoon situation at the DH with Rosario, Duvall, and then Sam Hilliard, who I have making the bench for the Braves as well along with Orlando Arcia to kind of be that uh, backup infielder and can give you a right-handed bat off the bench. Final bench spot that I have, and I don't love this decision, but I couldn't really come up with anybody else unless the Braves are going to spend a little bit more money. I have A. Ad- Ray Adre Adrianza, Adre Adrianza um, on the bench, and I know it's a familiar person. Look, that last spot on the bench with the DH usually doesn't come into effect a lot. So you don't want to spend a lot of money on a player that you may not use. Adrianza gives you a lot of versatility in the field. You know, if an injury happens during a game, uh, can be a pinch runner. Not that he's a, he's a great runner, but uh, Braves have some guys that can clog up the base pass. So that's what I gave as my last bench spot. I'm not in love With that decision, I'm going to go back to what I talked about with Dansby Swanson. If, If you're going to sign Dansby Swanson, I think you're almost committing to the reality that you have to go into the tax this year. And if you're going to do that, you might as well make some upgrades at other spots. I like Will Myers for the bench. He may get starter money somewhere, but with what with what I have on here with Rosario and Hilliard, both outfielders, both left-handed. And then if you get Duvall as a right-handed option, I think you need another right-handed option on the bench. Like I- I'd probably start Will Myers over Adam Duvall. If you were willing to spend that money, I think he might be a little bit more than Duvall. You could even just get Myers instead of Duvall. But I like Myers for the uh, the fact that he is a right-handed hitter. He's got some good thump, and he can back up first base. I think whoever they get for that last bench spot, I would love to see them get somebody that can back up first base and actually play it well. And I know Matt Olson's going to want to play 162 games, and he may do that. But in the event that he gets injured, I don't know where the Braves go at first base. Um, unless you're you're calling up Drew Lugbauer who may get taken in the Rule 5 draft. If not, I mean, I, I, there's just really nobody in the system that I trust. So I think they need to get somebody for the bench who can back up first base just in case something happens there, you're not completely lost. And I like Will Myers. He has really good splits from the right side against left-handed pitching, can play corner outfield position. I just like that idea. I honestly like it better than Adam Duvall. I'm just afraid that the Braves aren't going to spend the money to get somebody like a Will Myers, if they have to go out and buy Dansby Swanson. So look, if it, if it weren't, you know, it's not my money. Um, So if I were doing this, I would get, I'd sign Dansby Swanson for shortstop. I'd sign Andrew Benintendi for left field. I'd get Will Myers and put him on the bench and, that's what i would roll with but i just don't think the Braves are going to be that aggressive we'll see i hope i'm wrong now one omission here is i don't have marcelo zuna on this roster i just i don't think we go into next season with marcelo zuna on this roster one way or the other i think alex either finds a way to to ship him off and get some sort of money attaching a prospect or two with him uh to a team that you know, maybe spend six, $7 million for those prospects and then just dump him or it comes down to it. I really think Alex just probably cuts Ozuna if there are no possible trade scenarios out there to save a little bit of money, but he'll probably wait as long as he can on that. But either way, I just don't think Ozuna makes it to 2023 on this Braves roster. So I don't have him on there, but I do have Travis Darno, Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Adam Duvall, Michael Harris, Ron Acuna Jr., Eddie Rosario, William Contreras, Orlando Arcia, Sam Hilliard, and A-Ray Adrianza. So that's what I have for the Braves hitters projecting or predicting their opening day roster. Let me know in the comments if you agree. Do you like that roster? Is that a championship contending roster? I believe that it is, even without making these additions, I still think this roster is championship level contender, but we'd love to see them add some more depth. I'd love to see them do some big things for the bench and get some players who maybe have some really high splits that you can use and kind of play some matchups. And again, I don't think you're getting, I don't think you're able to trade Rosario. I don't think they're going to cut him and Ozuna. So I think you just got to have to hope for a bounce back year poor Rosario, but to me, he's more of a bench platoon player at this point, not an everyday guy. So we'll see if they go with a platoon in left field or they go out and get a a Mitch Haniger, who was reported on um, Tuesday. The Braves have shown interest in him. I don't love the Haniger move, a guy that's 31. He's kind of a DH at this point and is really another all-or-nothing type of bat. Um, I wouldn't hate it, but it's not certainly not my first choice if you were going to go out and get an – an everyday guy for left field and spend, you know, 10 plus million. I'd much rather have somebody like Ben and Tindy, who you may have to give it another year or two to. So that's what I got. Again, let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comments section if you agree or what other moves that you would make. All right. When we come back, got a couple of news items to get to. A famous or popular Brave, rather, uh, has moved on and signed with another team. We'll talk about that and we'll discuss Acuna's first at bat in the Venezuelan Winter League, which was quite dramatic. So Ron Acuna Jr. is set to start his five games in the Venezuelan Winter League on Wednesday, where he will be the DH for the team. But he got a pinch hit appearance on Tuesday night. And let me tell you, go out and watch this video clip right now. I've tweeted out a couple of times already. On my account, he comes up, hits an absolute blast to dead center field. I mean, just a majestic moonshot. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. I love the fact that he is a superstar in the major leagues and he's gone back to his hometown playing with you know all of his friends, playing in front of you know his home country and just loving every minute of it and the enthusiasm and the excitement that he has just for playing the game. Uh, is what makes him so fun to watch. And that home run, I've already watched it on loop about 20 times, and it was posted about uh, 10 minutes ago. So make sure that you go check that out. It's a, a great video to watch over and over again. Um, also, a little bit of a news, Guillermo Heredia will not be back. He signed for $1 million to play in South Korea. That's really good for him, getting $1 million deal. Um, to play in South Korea next year, so he won't be back. I thought there was a good chance the Braves could have brought him back on a minor league deal to give him a little, give them a little bit more insurance. But uh, he got a, a solid deal to go play overseas. So good for him. I don't know who's going to pick up the swords in the clubhouse. We'll have to see if they return or not, or if they left with Guillermo. But best to him. Uh, hopefully, it's not the last we see him. You know, around this organization in some way. Uh, certainly loved his time here with the Atlanta Braves. All right, we we'll click. Want to get to some comments out here. Uh, Team Fish says DH is only a hole because Ozuna was hitting there half the time. Contreras did just fine. That is a that is a great point uh, by you, Fish. And like I said, I think if the Braves wanted to transition to Contreras as a full time DH, I think he could do great in that role. But I do still love the upside of him as a catcher, and I think he could ultimately become the everyday catcher for the Braves. But, yeah, if you'd had Contreras there from the jump, uh, obviously DH wouldn't be a big problem. Um, Chris Chris Schaff says, Joe Doyle says the Braves and Twins are two teams or two more teams who have shown interest in outfielder Mitch Hanager. Uh, What are your thoughts on that for the Braves? Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Um, yeah, I just mentioned that a minute ago and kind of gave my thoughts. I'm not big on – Hanniger, I'm sure the Braves are hoping they can get him on a, a one year deal for a low AAV. You know, if you got him for one year, at eight million and and an option, maybe uh, then that could make sense. But I wouldn't pay much more for that for Mitch Hanniger. I'm just I don't I don't love the fit on this team. Um, but thanks for uh, the well wishes. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Chris, and uh, to all of you out there and your families. Um, Kenneth gives a, a let's go Braves. Certainly, uh, never too early for that marty newell says yes we need to keep dansby for sure look i want dansby back i've said it all off season i've said it for for years i want him as the braves shortstop that being said as much as i love dansby i would feel very uncomfortable going more than 18 million a year on him and it's sounding like from what everybody's predicting it's going to be way more than that so I think Alex has given his final offer. I said this a couple or I think I may have said it last week. I think Alex has given his his final offer. I think he's probably at the twenty to twenty-two million dollar a year range. And I think the holdup now is he's just waiting to see what other offers Dansby gets. And if he gets something better and Dansby wants it, I think he's gone. But I think Alex has has reached his highest point. And one thing we know, Alex isn't gonna give in. If Dansby wants to take the biggest money, it's probably going to be somewhere else. But I think, you know, I think 18 is really the most I would feel comfortable giving him a year. But if you needed to go to 20, maybe even 22 to lock him up, I do, you know, I do like Dansby Swanson, the fit that he is on the Braves. Uh, Chris Schaff also says, MLB Network was saying Cubs want Dansby and his soon to be wife plays soccer for the Chicago team. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that and the fit in Chicago, Again, if another team comes calling and they're way above what the Braves are, I think he's definitely gone. Uh, team Fish asked, other than, than this past season, what are Dansby's career numbers? Is he really worth all that money? He completely faltered in the playoffs. Look, everybody outside of Matt Olson and Acuna in the first couple of games and Travis Darno faltered in the playoffs offensively. It was just a poor showing all around. Look, and that's that's the thing with Dansby. Look, coming into this past year, I would have thought the Braves could get him for $16 million a year, and I would have paid for that just for his defense. But then he had a career year, and now people are talking 22, $25 million. You know, how much do you buy into the 2022? He was just 28 years old, so there's perhaps, obviously, you know, some growth for him there. But, you know, there's highs and lows with Dansby throughout the year. You know, I don't think he's – as great offensively as he was in 2022, I don't think he's, you know, as bad as he's been in the past. Probably somewhere in between, something like a 770, 78, 780 OPS type of player that can give you 20, 25 home runs uh, and he can also give you 15 to 20 stolen bases. So I mean, he's to me, he's solid to above average offensively and defensively. He's obviously become very elite, uh, winning a Gold Glove last year. So yeah, to me, that's worth $18, 20000000 a year in today's market. Again, going much higher than that, I would be very hesitant, but that may be what the market dictates. Um, Marty said, I heard the Giants were looking at Dansby, uh, but Dansby wanted to play on the East Coast. Now, I haven't heard that, but I'm sure there's a lot of teams interested in Dansby because of the character and makeup of him as well. Look, the guy is, is just a winner. He has intangibles. That you know a lot of players don't have. He won at Vandy, he's won with the Braves. You know, he is just that type of leader, that type of competitor. And you know, that goes into this as well. Uh Doc Brown says Dan'sby's career OPS is 95, so he's technically below average MLB player. Also, the Braves are notorious for not signing players long contracts in their 30s and approaching their 30s. Yeah. Look, if you're signing Danzby long term and you're giving him big money. A lot of it has to do with the fact that you think 2022 is, you know, more of who he's going to be going forward and you're paying for elite level defense, especially with the shift going away. Um, Certainly you look at Dansby's career offensively and it's, you know, it doesn't warrant a $25 million a year contract. Um, Doc also says Dansby 29, all the signs point to him walking. Uh, bat wise he has one or two great plus years but he is a plus defensive player defensive stats do not age well I really think he's going to walk look like I said until I see him in another uniform I'm going to think the Braves figure something out because I think Dansby wants to be here and if the numbers are close I think he would take a little less to come back to Atlanta but again like I said if he wants to capitalize on his big year, take the most money. I think he walks as well. I think the Braves are, are you know feel comfortable going with Grissom and then making a big splash in left field. Um, Blair Blair McBride says unfortunately, I don't think Dansby's coming back. I think he wants too much money. the very very possible. Uh, Chris Schaff asked about Brian Anderson for a possible utility player. I don't love the bat. you look at his baseball savant page. it's a lot of blue on there. Uh, but I thought about him as a potential, you know, utility player. I think he can play first base. I know he can play third base and and corner outfield. Um, but I thought about him as well as a possible utility bench bat. Um, you think the Met the Mets can sign Dansby Swanson? No, uh, they got a guy named Francisco Lindor. They're fine over there. Um, a couple more here uh bobby says gonna miss heredia's enthusiasm and energy in the dugout for sure uh, i think that's gonna be a big loss in the dugout but uh, they can find somebody else to wave some swords so or they'll come up with something else look having ronnie and ozzy back in the clubhouse will do a lot for the energy in that dugout uh anthony hood says hopefully the braves can trade ozuna and get a de- decent outfield uh, outfielder for left I uh, certainly hope that's the case. I'm just – I'm getting more and more pessimistic that the Braves aren't going to be able to get anything for Ozuna. Look, in my mind, if you attach a, a pitching prospect or two with him and send him to a, a rebuilding team and they give you even just $6, 7000000 million and they just cut him, I think if you can get something at all, I think you have to move him. Otherwise, just cut him. Um Anthony said, I see them signing Duvall to come back. I think that'd be the easy option if the Rays were going to go cheap in left field. I think they bring back a familiar guy and Adam Duvall, another good clubhouse guy, guy with some power and can play good defense. You pair with Rosario in left field and see if that works out. If not, then perhaps you can make another move at the deadline for a left fielder. Um, Cameron says, also, do you think Jacob DeGrom is going back with the Mets or sign with the Braves? Who would the Mets get? I just get the feeling, you get the feeling from national media that DeGrom kind of wants a a change of scenery for whatever reason. Um, But I don't know how the Mets let him get away. They got all that money. He's the best pitcher, I think, maybe of all time. Um, That's saying a lot. I know that's a pretty big statement, but one of the best pitchers I've ever seen, most dominant pitchers when he's right, Health obviously a big issue there. I don't, I just don't know how the Mets can can let him get away. With those big, you know, pocketbooks they have. I kind of just still see him going back to the Mets. And I don't know who else is really gonna top them money wise. So I think he goes back to the Mets. I definitely don't think he's coming to the great to the Braves. Um all right, last one from Doc Brown says Ozuna's talent or lack thereof isn't the problem in terms of a trade. He's a PR nightmare. Explaining why you trade for him is reason enough for GMs to stay away. But that's that's the point I'm making. The team you trade him to, you you attach prospects to him, and that team's just going to to cut him anyway. I, I'm not talking about a team trading for him to use him. I'm talking about you trading him to a team with some prospects, and that team, you know, essentially just paying for prospects, and then they're going to cut. Ozuna. Um, so that's the only way I see it working. Yeah, you're right. He is a PR nightmare. I, it's hard for me to see any team trading for him that's actually going to play him. And they know he's a PR nightmare for the Braves and they know the Braves are desperate to get rid of him. And so that really hurts in negotiations as well. All right, went a little along here tonight, but I appreciate all the comments and feedback in the chat. Appreciate all the comments on YouTube as well. And thank you for all those who listen on the podcast. As always, Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown Sports Today, where they talk about the biggest stories of each and every day, plus give instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Also make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.